are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For the first time in over 100 years, we did not get the game this past Big Ten football season. But on Sunday, we get a little bit of that rivalry. The game in Big Ten basketball. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Ohio State. We get you set for that. And where both programs are heading into this huge top five tilt on Sunday afternoon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is two for Thursday, February 18th. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rock auto visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you the jingle to get us started on a two for thursday we have both perspectives for the game in big 10 basketball between number three michigan and number four ohio state leading off the show it is the host of locked on wolverines isaiah hole to talk about the michigan wolverines the number three ranked team in the country one of the best teams in all of college basketball isaiah great to have you back on the show absolutely glad to be here So as we look at what Michigan has ahead of them, both tonight against Rutgers and then Sunday against the rival Ohio State, first we must go back. The game on Sunday against Wisconsin, Michigan's first game in over three weeks, and what they did in that second half to close the game as they did to stop a Wisconsin team in those final 20 minutes was impressive on its own right, but to do that in your first game after not playing in nearly three weeks, that is something that is truly impressive. How impressed were you by what you saw on Sunday afternoon? Well, incredibly impressed, especially considering I usually have a pretty good idea by halftime about what a game actually is going to be in the end, uh, whether it be football or basketball. Um, I I write five takeaways for Wolverine's Wire, and I try to hit publish by the time that the clocks hit zero. And normally I have things pretty much written up by halftime, and this game was no exception. I essentially... I, I didn't see Michigan being able to to rebound. I know they were only down 12 by, you know, by halftime or whatever, but it, it just seemed like this was a game that was not going to get out of hand, but that Michigan just didn't have it right. The defensively they were close, but it just seemed like Wisconsin was making that extra pass or making that extra cut or whatever it was that was catching Michigan off guard. And offensively, they just couldn't seem to get anything to fall. A lot of really good open looks. And at times they were also, not taking the best looks taking some shots that were kind of ill-advised. You could see that rust uh, really on full display. Second half was a completely different story though, because not only did they find their stroke a little bit more, they completely neutralized the things that were hurting them in the first half. Aleem Ford, who was really hot in that first half, he was tit for tat with uh, Isaiah livers in that game. And Isaiah livers was the only one uh, in that first half that really was doing anything for Michigan offensively. Suddenly, Isaiah Livers is still going. Aleem Ford is done. Didn't do anything else. Uh, I think it's as impressive of a, of a win that you'll see just based off of all of the factors that came into play. I mean, this is a team that wasn't just off for three weeks. It wasn't like they were they're off for three weeks, but were able to practice. No, they were home. Like they, in order to get to stay in shape, they had to do things at home in order to figure out how to stay in basketball shape. And you know that that's a long time. The two weeks that they were off to keep from shooting to keep from doing all of the things that keep you going if you're a basketball player so I think it was it was pretty huge the fact that they went up against a team that obviously wanted revenge in the worst way uh whether they're fans or not at the Cole Center I mean that's that's a tough place to play regardless the fact that they were able to 
pull away in the end, especially because it seemed like they were cutting it close. And then Wisconsin, they get it to three, Wisconsin, push it back to eight. They get it to three, Wisconsin, push it back to eight. Finally, once Isaiah Livers hit that one three that put them over, it was like they broke Wisconsin's will at the end. And I think that that's important. So uh, what this team will be going forward is going to still be something of a mystery because it's one game back. But I think the resolve you saw from this squad after having that layoff, it's as impressive as a thing as you'll see. And that transitions me very well into my next question, because you're right. It's just one game. It's their first game back from a very long COVID pause. But how confident do you feel in Jawan Howard's crew that they are ready for this home stretch of Big Ten play? I think it's it's good that it goes Rutgers than Ohio State, not the other way around. Rutgers is a really good team, and they can't just take them lightly. Uh, Rutgers has obviously had some some success against some really good teams, but uh, I, I think it like I went into this season, not even like at the beginning of the season, but let's say the to start of the Big Ten schedule when Michigan was rolling, Ohio State was up and down. Just looking at what Ohio State has, I've I've been really leery about what was going to happen in that game. Uh, also, just because Ohio State still treats the basketball rivalry kind of the same as uh, it does the football. Maybe not quite the same, but th- that's where things differ for Michigan because Michigan's rival in basketball, its chief rival is Michigan State. That's why it's now the last game of the season. Uh, that's the that's the game that people get up for the most is Michigan State because Michigan State, historically, basketball-wise, at least in recent history, has been a borderline elite team. So, uh, you, you, you know, when, when Michigan can play against Tom Izzo, it, they're going to get up usually for that game a little bit more. Ohio State tends to just be that game on the schedule where it's like, yeah, it's a rivalry, but it just it seems like a lot of these, these years that Michigan plays the Buckeyes, it, it just feels like, yeah, Michigan might have the better team, but that doesn't mean they're going to win. And now, obviously, Ohio State is rolling at, they're peaking right now. So that's, that makes it even harder. And it's in Columbus. And it seems like, again, seems like too often Michigan gets to go to Columbus, but doesn't get the return trip. I don't know why that is. That's another game that should be played uh, twice every year. I don't know why that happens in the big 10, especially in your own division. Uh, You can play Minnesota twice, but you don't play Ohio state twice. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but uh, I I think it's, it's, it's good that they at least have that warm up, And the fact that Ohio state is number four, And yeah, Michigan's got some breathing room as far as the Big Ten is concerned. Uh, So they can lose that game and still win the conference. Probably that's they're probably still would as long as I think they go three and five with the five that are on the books. We'll see if they add some more games next week. Uh, I, I think that it won't matter that much. But I think now you see a pride in the sense of where they are. And you kind of get that from what Jawan Howard said today, too. And just being asked at his press conference of, you know, have you heard the noise that, you know, you wouldn't succeed in this role, that you weren't ready to coach, uh, that, uh, you know, that this isn't exactly that Michigan was kind of just settling for you. And he's like, oh, I've heard it. And it's something that I strive to to disprove every day. That's one of those things where I think like it would be really, really big for Michigan to be able to come out and make a statement against Ohio State. So I feel it. I feel like they'll feel that. But how much will the rivalry play into it? That's like I said, that it that Ohio State seems to win this game more often than not. Uh, it feels like in the last couple of years, even in the John, late John Beeline years. So we'll see how that ends up going. 
Before we get to Sunday afternoon, like you mentioned, the game against Rutgers tonight, the second game back from Michigan against a very good Rutgers team. What do you expect to see tonight between the Wolverines and the Scarlet Knights? Um, Rutgers is really good, and they're really good at forcing turnovers, but Michigan is coming off of their their best their best game at limiting turnovers. If Michigan can play the way it did against Wisconsin, honestly, the way it has in every game except for most of the non-conference and the one at, on the road Minnesota game, uh, that they're really difficult to beat. I, I would I would expect that Michigan will be trying to get back to what it was doing before the break, which is basically clowning everybody. Uh, so uh, I, I, what I'm hoping to see is a little bit sharper offense because this is the number seven offense in the country, according to Ken Palm. Uh, it was ranked a little bit higher before the break, I believe. Uh, so I, I, I want to see them kind of get back into that swing. But with Rutgers, uh, it's just one of those things where it, it, it's like it's the type of game where you don't want to be let down. Um, it, it's This isn't like a Rutgers team of old, right? This is a really good team. Uh, they've got a lot of key pieces. I mean, Geo Baker has been really good for a lot of years. So uh, you, you look at him and uh, Jacob, I can't remember his last name. Uh, they have a lot of really good players. It's just a matter of can Michigan go out there and do what it was doing to everyone else, especially especially considering it's an unranked opponent. Uh, a lot of the, the teams that they were clowning earlier in the season, Minnesota, Northwestern, those are now unranked opponents. Rutgers is probably on the same tier as a Minnesota. Uh, so go out there and do what you did to Minnesota when you were at home that time. And uh, use that as a building block and don't have a letdown. Make sure that you stay sharp, get back into the rhythm of what you were doing before the break. Uh, I think that maybe is still a tall ask, but I mean, based off of what we saw in the second half against Wisconsin, they're clearly up for it. On this two for Thursday of Big Ten basketball, we're talking about the game between number three Michigan and number four Ohio State. That comes up on Sunday, but both teams in action tonight on two for Thursday. Michigan has Rutgers. Ohio State has Penn State. So many moving parts. It's kind of like all the moving parts that you might need for your car or your truck. But what makes it super easy is the convenient self-service you receive at rockauto.com. It's a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. When you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you will find everything you need in a few easy clicks. It's all delivered directly to your door. You don't need to leave your couch. You don't need to leave your house, your apartment, nothing. You can get everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet sent directly to you at your house. And best of all, at rockauto.com, the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N. And they're, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you here from the Locked On Podcast Network. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto, rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
On this two for Thursday, we're covering everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference, one of the biggest games of the basketball weekend coming on Sunday with both Michigan and Ohio State. But what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. This right here on this podcast is two for Thursday. We continue to go through Michigan's outlook for not only the Rutgers game tonight, but Sunday. Sunday's rivalry game, the game in Big Ten basketball against Ohio State. And on this two for Thursday, speaking with Isaiah Hole, the host of Locked On Wolverines, the publisher of Wolverines Wire. So we talked about tonight on two for Thursday against Rutgers as we look forward to Sunday against number four, Ohio State. Is there a key matchup you expect Michigan to try to exploit against the Buckeyes on Sunday afternoon? Oh, I haven't really gotten that far into it yet uh, with the with having to cover one team. It's hard to get into all the other teams until you get to right before that game. But uh, so I, I don't have a, a very clear answer for you. All I know is defensively. That's the thing, because Ohio State has a really good offense defensively. They're middle of the pack. So you got to be able to if you can neutralize the offense to some degree, then you're in a good spot if you're Michigan. That's still very astute analysis, though, because Ohio State has the fourth most efficient offense in the country, according to Ken Palm, 60th in defensive efficiency for those Buckeyes. So we're maybe not breaking down the X's and O's, but Ken Palm also sees this game, his prediction, Ohio State winning 74 to 73 in the Value City Arena on Sunday afternoon in Columbus. Does Isaiah Hole agree with that assessment from Ken Palm, or do you think Michigan has the edge on Sunday? Um, I mean, I think that's probably pretty astute in the sense of like, this was a game that I thought that Michigan was going to lose regardless. Um, I think actually because of the way things have gone, it might change once we get closer to that game, depending on what we see tonight against Rutgers. I, I think that that, that very well could change my perspective on the game uh, because I think ha- if they would have gone through the schedule without any laps, then I do think Ohio state would have won, but considering things have changed, I think Michigan's going to be playing with a little bit more fire, uh, not that they don't ever really play without, you know, it's not like they play without a fire, but I think there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency uh, to, to essentially prove that they are essentially who we thought they were and not let them off the hook. That's right. We're going old. Uh, we're going old uh, Denny Green with that one. Yeah, there you go. Both coaching platitudes in one. Isaiah Hole, the host of Locked on Wolverines, the publisher of Wolverines Wire, giving us Michigan's perspective for this two for Thursday. The Rutgers game, the Ohio State game, all of it wrapped up into one huge weekend of Big Ten college basketball. Isaiah, thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. Always my pleasure. And now from the number three team in the country to the number four team in the country in the Ohio State Buckeyes. And providing the outlook for those Ohio State Buckeyes is the host of Locked On Buckeyes, Jay Stevens, back on the podcast to keep us up to date with everything about Ohio State heading into a busy weekend of Big Ten basketball, a game tonight against Penn State, and then, of course, the game, as I'm coining it, in college basketball against Michigan on Sunday afternoon. Jay, great to have you back on the podcast. Big Ten Ben, glad to be back with you. At some point in time, I would love to find a way to incorporate my name, Jay, with something with Ohio State. I don't know how. I'm not the most creative guy. But at some point, I would like to have a name like yours that's very unique to you and what you do for Locked On Big Ten. 
I don't know if I can work Jay into Ohio State, but what we can start calling ourselves, this can be the Stevens and Stevens podcast or the Stevens ah, and Stevens like segment it. of this two for Thursday. And that's how we'll roll with it. So Ohio State, like I mentioned, right, number four in the country, the Buckeyes have won six straight games. As we look at the NCAA tournament, which is just about a month away now, how far do you think this Ohio State team can go when they have their sights maybe set on second weekend, final four, whatever it may be? How far can Ohio State go? That's a big question. That's a good question. And before the season, I didn't put much stock into that at all. As I'm going now, I'm trying to look more into what the Buckeyes can do in the tournament. They can go on a deep run, a, a very deep run. And as long as they don't face Gonzaga, there's a good chance they win the national championship. Gonzaga is the one team I'm scared of. They have too much offense. They're too efficient. I actually interviewed a guy for the J.C. Stevens podcast that drops today, guys. So if you want to learn more about Gonzaga basketball, go check out the J.C. Stevens podcast. Interviewed a guy that works for SB Nation, covers Gonzaga, and he reiterated the same thing the numbers say. Gonzaga is very efficient, way too efficient for me. Ohio State's defense is not the best. That's not anything that's not that nobody knows about, and that's the one thing that scares me. Yes, Baylor is good. Alabama is good. I would love to get a rematch of the college football playoff national championship and then knock down Alabama this time, unlike what we did last time in the college football game. But a deep run, Ben, a very deep run. I just, I'm scared of Gonzaga. I'm not going to lie to you. If, if, the, if the Buckeyes play Gonzaga, whoo, that could be an embarrassment and it could just be the same outcome that the Buckeyes had in college football. Buckeye fans will hate me for saying that. I think everybody in college basketball is scared of Gonzaga, and rightfully so. They are the best team in the country by a far margin right now, and even the best in the country coming out of the Big Ten, like Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. They still have a little bit to go if they're going to catch Gonzaga, but it's the NCAA tournament, and on any one night, anything can happen. But as we look at Ohio State's game tonight against Penn State, these two teams played nearly three weeks ago. It was a pretty close game in Columbus in the Value City Arena. What do you expect out of tonight's rematch, the second installment of this series this season? Focus the entire game. The Buckeyes have had a problem of, one, playing down to their opponents, but two, also having those lapses mentally during the second half. I saw it a little bit against Indiana, where Indiana went on, a, on an 11-0 run. Ultimately, the Buckeyes were too much for the Hoosiers, and the outcome shows that. There was a mental lapse in that Penn State game previously, and Penn State should have had no business being that close in the game with Ohio State, I think you're going to find mentally focused the entire game, the entire 40 minutes. I do also believe that Penn State had a bench player who was out of the game. And I'm not sure if he's back or not, but if he is, if the Buckeyes aren't focused, him being back on the court could be a big problem for them. Seth Lundy had a career high, I think, 26 points in that first matchup against Ohio State. I think you're talking about Sam Sessoms, the point guard for Penn State, who was out of that game. I think he is yes. back playing as well. We'll okay. get all that knowledge for you prior to tip tonight between Ohio State and Penn State. But we have to talk about the game on Sunday afternoon, a top five matchup in the Big Ten Conference, number three, Michigan, number four, Ohio State. For the first time in over 100 years, we didn't have the game in the Big Ten football season. This is the game in college basketball. Do you still consider this a rivalry like you do with the football? Ball level, or is it a little different in college hoops? No, it's still a rivalry. It still it still adds the same appeal that the football game does. Now, football is king in America and in college sports, so that does get more attention. When it comes to Big Ten basketball, Ohio State versus the team up north, that is still a huge game. There's one problem I have with the Big Ten right now. Well, excuse me. There's numerous problems I have with the Big Ten right now, <laughs> but one specific. 
there's a problem when Ohio State and the team up north, those teams' biggest rivals, and they're only playing once in the Big Ten regular season. To me, that is a problem. In college basketball, in the Big Ten, there's no divisions. There should be no problem why Michigan, Ohio State, play a home-and-home every single year. IU, Purdue, play a home-and-home every single year. There should be no problem with that. So that's the one problem I have. Yes, the game is as big as what you think. Not as big as football. But the Big Ten should have found a way to have these schools play twice this year. I'm sure the Big Ten didn't expect Ohio State to be a top five team in the country, but you're right. Some of the best rivalries in college basketball in the Big Ten Conference this season, we only see once. Ohio State and Michigan, Iowa and Illinois. Maybe we'll get to see those four teams play in the Big Ten tournament semifinals and maybe again in that Big Ten tournament final in Indianapolis next month. The focus of this two for Thursday is Michigan and Ohio State, both in action tonight, but there are three games of Big Ten basketball on this two for Thursday. The game that does not feature Michigan or Ohio State is probably the best one of the evening, a top 25 tilt, Iowa and Wisconsin, the 11th ranked Hawkeyes on the road visiting the 21st ranked Badgers. And we're getting all of our lines for this huge Thursday of Big Ten basketball from our friends at betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We are in the thick of Big Ten and college basketball season and they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. I say real-time. Let's check the lines for tonight's triple header of Big Ten basketball. The first game up, Iowa and Wisconsin. The Hawkeyes, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under total, 145-and-a-half. That's very enticing because you have two very different styles. Iowa, who likes to push the pace and is so good offensively. Wisconsin, who likes to slow things down and plays really good defense. That is very enticing. The second game of the evening, Ohio State and Penn State, as we are discussing right now with Locked On Buckeyes, Jay Stevens. The Buckeyes, a five and a half point road favorite visiting Penn State tonight. The over-under total, 145 and a half. The same as the game between Iowa and Wisconsin. The third and final game of the evening is Michigan and Rutgers. The Wolverines, a 10-point home favorite in the Chrysler Center. The over-under total, 136 and a half. Those, all the lines, spreads, totals, everything coming from our friends at betonline.ag. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you could possibly have. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. As we get into this crucial stretch of the college basketball season, less than a month away from Selection Sunday, there are three conference shows across the Locked On Podcast Network's college channels. This one right here, Locked On Big Ten. We also have Locked On Big 12 with Josh Neighbors and Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy. They keep you set with everything in their respective leagues to make sure you are the smartest, most engaged, updated fan across all of college sports. Give a listen to Locked On Big 12 and Locked On SEC. Here on Locked On Big Ten, two for Thursday continues Ohio State's outlook for the game against Michigan on Sunday. So as we focus on this game against Michigan on Sunday afternoon, we are recording this prior to Michigan's game on Thursday night against Rutgers, prior to Ohio State's Thursday night game against Penn State. But as you saw Michigan play Sunday against Wisconsin in their first game back after nearly three weeks off due to a COVID pause, what did you see out of Michigan? And what do you think Ohio State needs to focus on for Sunday's matchup against their rivals? Sunday, this past Sunday, I noticed that Michigan was 
kind of feeling their way around in the first half. Now you think about 23 days in between games, between the, the beginning of the, the shutdown to the restart of them playing games again, only I think having a few days of practice or a week of practice prior to their game against Wisconsin. They were just trying to feel the way around and trying to see what Wisconsin was going to throw at them, how their legs are going to feel and all that jazz. One thing I know, Ben, as I look at the box score really quickly, I won't talk about the numbers as far as points, rebounds, assists, shooting percentage, but you had Wagner who had played 38 minutes. Livers scored, I mean, played 38 minutes. Smith, 32 minutes. Brooks, 31 minutes. Dickinson, 27 minutes. Yes, they're young men. Yes, they have young legs. But if you go up against, I think it's Rutgers they play tonight. Mm-hmm. If those guys play that same, that same mildly same tread again, yes, they're young. Yes, they can recuperate. And then a couple of days off before playing Ohio State, that could be a downfall for the Wolverines because their legs won't be as fresh as they could be. Now, yes, you say it's AAU basketball or they have played AAU. They're used to playing multiple games in a day. That is correct. But with the travel, with the different things that you're not doing like normal during the COVID year that this, that this has been, playing that many minutes. Let's say somebody plays three players play 35 minutes tonight against Rutgers. Your legs are going to be shot. I don't care who you're playing. Your legs are going to be worn out. Michigan did come out and feel the way around. And I do think the amount of minutes those players played may actually hurt them against Ohio state because Ohio state will come out fiery, fiery from the opening tip. So Jay Stevens, as we look at this game on Sunday, Kenneth Pomeroy, the smartest man in all of college basketball, predicts an Ohio State victory at home on Sunday afternoon by one single point. He predicts the score to be 74 to 73 Ohio State over Michigan. How does Jay Stevens, the host of Locked on Buckeyes, see it? So I have a track record, Ben, and I want to give a little insight. Ohio State, Wisconsin, I had Asher Lowe on. I said Wisconsin was going to win. Ohio State won. Ohio State, Iowa. I had Andrew Wade on the podcast, Lachlan Buckeyes. I picked Iowa, and then Ohio State won. Here's where it gets tricky. I hate picking that team to beat Ohio State in anything. Mm -hmm. I do, for some reason, think a 73-68 outcome where Ohio State's winning streak is snapped is going to happen. And I know what I just said about Michigan and their possibly fatigued legs that they may have in Columbus on Sunday. They also had three weeks off while Ohio State was grinding a tough Big Ten schedule this year. I do think that layoff may hurt them early on to the game, but like we saw against Wisconsin, holding the Badgers to only 20 points in the second half. I don't think they could hold Ohio State to only 20 in the second half, but I do think they could hold Ohio State down enough in the final 20 minutes of play no overtime, Ben. 73-68, the Wolverines win. It hurts me inside to say that. It really does. But Juwan Howard Platt, those guys playing so well right now. And also, I don't think this will drop Ohio State in the rankings, the AP poll. I also don't believe it'll drop them when the NCAA tournament rankings come out, when the committee finally pulls everything together. Number three versus number four. Yeah, Ohio State was at home. Had a win streak. The Wolverines were off a little bit, and the Wolverines had the fresher legs. That's it. If there's a rematch in the Big Ten Conference Tournament, it's Ohio State all the way. 
I like it. I like still how you refer to Michigan as the team up north as we are talking about this rivalry. And I think you bring up a great point there in terms of Ohio State's outlook for the NCAA tournament. Our resident bracketologist on this show, Kevin Sweeney, said on yesterday's episode that the good thing about playing in such a strong conference like the Big Ten is those top tier teams, there's not a lot of damage that can be done if they lose to another top tier team. If they consistently lose, it's a different story. But one game against a number three team in the country really only provides benefit for Ohio State to move up the seed line. It doesn't really knock them off that number one seed line as it stands at this moment. Jay Stevens, two weeks ago, I had to get my numbers correct because you're always here on two for Thursdays, I feel like. Two weeks ago, before that huge Iowa game, I had you on for two for Thursday. You also picked Iowa. So we know that you are a person that doesn't put your fandom and the coverage of the team in your mind in terms of predicting games. But good thing for Ohio State fans is those two predictions that you have made Iowa, and then you mentioned it with the Wisconsin game too, went in the favor of Ohio State. So maybe that happens again on Sunday as you pick the Wolverines to get the job done in Columbus. Jay Stevens, the host of Locked On Buckeyes, providing us the Ohio State outlook on this two for Thursday ahead of the game in Big Ten basketball between Michigan and Ohio State. Jay, thank you so much. Big Ten, Ben, thank you as well, man. It's It's always a lot of fun. So many thanks again to both of my guests on this two for Thursday. First up, it was Locked On Wolverines, Isaiah Hole. Then it was Locked On Buckeyes, Jay Stevens. Very civil although the rivalry will be heated on Sunday afternoon. It's cold outside in the Midwest, but on Sunday afternoon in the Value City Arena in Columbus, Ohio, it's going to get hot in there. The shooting hopefully very good as well. It will be a very exciting weekend of Big Ten basketball. Speaking of the weekend of Big Ten basketball, another full slate for you. Seven games, all 14 teams in action Saturday and Sunday. No Friday night games this week, but both Saturday and Sunday, we have a full slate of seven games across the Big Ten Conference. Tomorrow's episode, you know what that means. Your full weekend preview. Picks, predictions, winners, all of it coming up tomorrow. Until we get to tomorrow, have a splendid two for Thursday.